the MLS Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. We are also sponsored by the Golf Gambling Podcast's Callaway Driver Giveaway. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. We are also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you'll ever need to dominate. Welcome to the MLS Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are in week seven, Jacob. How uh, how was your week six? Could be better. Could have been better. Um, nailed some stuff I was pretty proud of, but some people let me down. Uh, some more people let me down and some more people let me down. But we will get back at it. We had a first good few couple weeks. It's been a, a rough two weeks, but uh, you know, it's all about the ebbs and flows and that's what we're here for. So we will make sure I'll make sure to uh, turn this around this week. Yeah. Yeah. Had a decent week. Uh, was up about 1.5 units. A um, couple of, couple of games fell to the wayside, fortunately uh, with a couple of draws, but surprisingly we had one, two, three, Four or five. Five of the 14 games go over two and a half, which seems pretty low uh, for MLS standards. And before uh, we get started with our picks, I got a bone to pick, and that is with uh, the MLS 360 show. Now, I know uh, the MLS and Apple executives listen to our show every week, but uh, what I got to say, and I feel like I've said this week one, week two, maybe even week three, not sure, but it's back. Uh, we are going to commercial break in the 35th minute when there's six games going on, what are we doing? Right. I, I, I can't comprehend it, Jacob, when we have six games going on a pay, a paid service that, that, that goes to commercial. Uh, and last time I checked, there are no breaks in soccer. The only break that we have is halftime. Now I'm a big Giorgio Chiellini fan. Uh, I think he's an Italian legend, but why in the world are we breaking to a Giorgio Chiellini interview pre-match in the 40th minute for the first six games uh, still going on? I, I, I can't comprehend it. Um, as you can see, I'm wearing my, uh, my, Fulham, my Fulham jersey. Uh, there's no way in hell any league in the world outside of MLS would do something so preposterous. So what ends up happening is, is when you're watching MLS 360, uh, they go to commercial. You almost have to pick a game to watch in full because the whip around show, uh, they they mess up the scoring highlights. They'll, they'll tell you who scored before they show you the goal. Uh, and then, you know, we have interviews and commercial breaks. It's just a mess. Uh, uh, it's very, uh, I, I hope they fix it. Like I said, I know they're listening. Um, so <laughs> please, please, please have it be on a game for the first 45 minutes and then the second 45 minutes and just whip around. I don't care if goals are not being scored. Just show the football matches, please. I uh, will say that their, their wrap up show at the end of the week is actually, I actually watch it a lot. Every week I watch it. It's, it's a good, it's a good half hour to, to figure out, you know, what you missed and the big highlights and some good stuff. So I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I will watch that. Yeah, and I mean, I know why they do it, right? Oh, I sure. Mean, like it's it's ad revenue. Um, you know, people are watching the the matches. It's the heart and, of the game. That's what everyone's watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. And you know, I I love Sasha Kleshton, um, but we don't need to zoom out on four commentators when we have six games going on. Now, yes, if there was one game happening, I would understand. But I'll get off my soapbox uh, and uh, 
you know, unfortunately, I'm going to keep watching it because uh, I am a uh, part of the system. So uh, let's get started, though. Uh, We have DC United hosting the Columbus Crew uh, Saturday evening. Uh, DC United plus 165 favorites. The Crew plus 155 underdogs. The draw plus 255. And for... The over-under, we have two and a half, leaning slightly more towards the over. Jacob, Columbus, they need to chill out, man. But I'm not, I'm not complaining. Right I'm not complaining. <laughs> they uh, they dominated Salt Lake with four goals, held possession. Um, you know, they the D.C. United drew Chicago in what I believed was going to be a high-scoring match. Uh, Wayne Rooney needs to figure things out, uh, or else he could be on the chopping block. I was bummed out Pietro didn't start. Uh, up top with Benteke. They've looked uninspiring um, since their opening day um, win, but they're back home against a, a team in solid form. Uh, the crew haven't won a game on the road. Uh, all their success has come at home. Uh, the crew have won four of their last six against DC and six, and four of six have seen both teams to score, as well as five of six over two and a half. Um, DC has conceded at least two goals in five of their last six. Uh, for DC at home and Columbus on the road, both teams to score has occurred every match this season. Um, Columbus has overtaken Atlanta for the highest goal average per game at 3.83 per match. Uh, DC sits in eighth, so uh, two teams that, that see goals. I do think both teams to score uh, occurs and will lead towards the over, uh, but my favorite is on the both teams to score right now at minus 140. Uh, I also really like the over two and a half at minus 112. I think that's a great play. If you like some smaller plays, take a look at Columbus crew, draw no bet, uh, as well as Columbus, uh, potentially a double chance and over one and a half. I don't see Columbus losing this one. Yeah. I mean, doesn't the, do the draw no bet have to be the play here? Uh, I mean, DC United has really, really not played well this year at home or away. Um, yeah, they drew zero zero last week, but we were expecting a goal fest. Like you said, out of that. Yeah. Uh, and I think DC definitely gets back to scoring ways. I don't know if you know this, but the weather there was shit last weekend. It was like real cold and windy. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I think that might have played in a bit to the to the draw and to the low score. Um, but like you said, yeah, uh, DC both teams to score uh, three out of the last three at home. Columbus three out of the last three on the road. Uh, I think Columbus is just dominant. I think uh, you know. I know that um, you know the last two games have been at home. Uh, the competition that they faced on the road are teams that have kind of hung tough against some other, you know, good competition or at least put up goals. So, um, you know, the a 1-1 draw and a 2-1 loss to Red Bull and Toronto, um, you know, I, I think that is kind of okay for your first two road games in the, in the beginning of the year. Uh, I think D.C. United is in trouble. Uh, I think that Columbus is going to put up some goals here. I think that two and a half is way low. Uh, and I think they get back to scoring ways. So I like Columbus. I mean, uh, yeah, Columbus and over two and a half. Uh, that's at a plus money price. Uh, I like both teams to score. Um, and I'll have some more later on in the week on the Twitter. Yeah. I guess an over two and a half is actually at um, plus 310. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm surprised this line's not at two, 2.75 towards the three. Uh, so getting it at two, two and a half, and it's almost a. Uh, a, a pick them when it comes to the over under price, uh, I think is, is a great value, especially because DC at home, I have a feeling they're going to get a goal and we've seen what Columbus has done in previous weeks. We're brought to you by underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Uh, Next up, we got probably the game of the weekend. Uh, FC Cincinnati hosting the Philadelphia Union. FC Cincinnati, plus 130 favorites. Union, plus 205 underdogs. Draw, plus 250. Uh, Over-under split, two and a half to three, leaning more towards the under. Uh, Cincy has yet to lose this season. They sit atop the Eastern Conference. Back-to-back, one-nothing victories for them. Uh, They've seen four matches thus far without allowing a goal. Once again, Brenner nor Brandon Vasquez uh, were on the score sheet for Cincy, which is extremely scary uh, with how, how they've been playing thus far. Um, the, the union 
last night against Atlas in uh, CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, but they continue to disappoint, and they couldn't muster up a, uh, a goal against Sporting Kansas City. You know, my confidence in the union is dwindling. We are still early in the season. We're only in week seven. Uh, but the union have won for the last six between these clubs. Cincy, though, are undefeated in the last 20. Uh, both Phillies away matches have been losses to teams far worse than Cincinnati. So I think this match could really go either way uh, with tons of goals or maybe a Cincinnati one nothing victory. I'm going to look some smaller plays just because the union, the union are a hard team to bet on. You know, right now, you know, I thought consistency, you know, the team total over one and a half was a play. They're not scoring goals. Um, since he has only allowed one goal at home this season, but they also hardly score more than a goal. Um, so I'm, I'm sticking to a little bit more of a safer play. Uh, I think if a team does come out on top, it's going to be Cincinnati, but I'm taking draw no bet for Cincinnati at minus 148. Sure. And something to look at here, Ty, uh, the Cincinnati expected goals is at 1.44 and their expected goals allowed is at 1.37 while their actual is 1.33 and 0.67. So their uh, expected goals of um, goals allowed is going to see some regression coming here soon. And I think Philadelphia has the pieces, uh, you know, we should see them scoring and they're just not. Uh, so, you know, I, I think Cincinnati is a team that uh, while they play tough, uh, I think that Philadelphia, you know, might want to get things in gear and we could see them skate a goal past here. So um, I, I'm, I'm, I do like this as a low scoring game, uh, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah. Uh, I think I think Philadelphia can squeak one by here against Cincinnati on the road. Yeah, I like that too. Um, it, it's hard to bet when you have two top teams because you're like, okay, both of these offenses could explode. But at the same token, you know, both have solid defenses, and we've seen Cincinnati, um, you know, have shutouts in, in previous weeks. Uh, next we up, also saw them real quick. We also yeah. saw them give up three goals goals to Chicago. So I, I get it was on the road. But they still did. I mean, your shutouts yeah, at home exactly. can't can't always continue. And Philadelphia, you know, playing like shit. I I hope will continue. I have a serious downgrade on them. Do you know what the result was of their game last night? Didn't they have a yeah? Contact? They they won one nothing. Uh, okay. Atlas got a red card. I want to say in stoppage stoppage time of the first half, and the Union were pressing the entire game, um, and the the goal Atlas kind of came out. Um, almost like a clearance ball and collided with uh, not Gazdag, but uh, I want to say Carranza of the union um, basically took him out in the box um, that resulted in a penalty kick. And uh, that's how the union won. So uh, they'll, they'll travel to, uh, I believe it's Guadalajara is where Atlas is next week uh, for the second leg. But um, they, they had their a squad lineup as they should. Um, so that's, that's also concerning, uh, since he did not play midweek. So, uh, take that into consideration as well. Um, Jacob, next up, we got inner Miami hosting FC Dallas plus one thirty for inner Miami plus two ten for Dallas plus two forty five is the draw over unders at a pick them at two and a half. Who do you got in uh, Miami and Dallas? Uh, sorry, I am just pulling up my note real fast. Uh, here we go. So inter and yeah, I'm sorry. My, my notes got out of, all, all, all out of whack. Um, here we go. Yeah, so Inter, I am so disappointed that they have not turned it around to be able to start scoring it. Um, you know, it's been four games in a row, four losses, only two goals in that time span. Uh, and it's, you know, it's just a really rough situation for them right now. You know, it's been three shutouts in the last four games. Uh, you know, it is not a good look. Um, they need, you know, I think more out of um, – you know, the, the team, they have some studs down there um, that are not performing and they need to be. Uh, and I think that's the one big thing um, that's really been going against them. Another thing um, that I see in this game, um, Dallas, you know, I really like Dallas. I like how they've been playing. They've been really competitive goals in the last five games. Uh, both teams to score in the last five games, um, you know, home or away, whatever it may be. So, um, you know, with Inter at home, I think maybe we we see them get lucky and get on board. That's the only time that we have seen them get on board so far this season is at home. Uh, so because of Dallas, you know, giving up some goals, regardless of where maybe I think this might be a both teams to score game. Um, but I do like uh, I, I do like Dallas and like an under four and a half play here. Nice. I I'm on some opposite side of of place in this one. Sure. Like you said, um, you know, Miami have lost 
uh, four straight. They've been shut out in three of them. Um, the visitors, FC Dallas, will be very annoyed um, that they allowed that goal from Portland. Uh, Portland was able to claw back, get that stoppage time equalizer. I can't complain too much, though. I did take Dallas-Portland, both teams to score. Uh, so that was a sweat sweat bet for me. Um, and it, it turned out okay. But uh, Miami, Miami definitely prefers to play at home. They've won two of three compared to Dallas on the road. They have not won. Uh, only one Miami match thus far has seen over two and a half. And only one of three Dallas has seen that. So Miami have scored at least two goals in three straight home matches. Dallas have yet to be shut out on the road. Miami has seen a couple of clean sheets. I think Dallas can get a goal, but I think with Miami's defensive work rate at home, I'm skeptical of both teams to score. Uh, so FC Dallas will really look to open the game up, uh, maybe get an early goal. I think this is a must win for, for Miami. Uh, I think, you know, losing four straight, it, it, you can't lose five, especially at coming back, coming back home. Uh, I'm going to back them on the draw no bet line uh, at minus 150. It's a little steep for price, but uh, I think this is a must win. You can't lose five in a row uh, or Oscar Perea, um, excuse me, not Oscar Perea, but uh, he's the Orlando City head coach. Um, Inter Miami will be in a lot of trouble. I also don't mind the under 2.75 at, at minus, uh, I think it's minus one. 140 right now. Uh, I could see a low-scoring game. If both teams do score, I could see this very well uh, ending in 1-1. It seems like FC Dallas and Portland are notorious for uh, 1-1 results. Sure. And, you know, I, I think we'll, we will see Inter, um, you know, uh, improve over time. Um, you know, they have some injury concerns still right now. Uh, Leo Capana still out, uh, and we haven't seen much from Yosef uh, Martinez. Yep. Um, so, you know, those are just a couple things to pay attention to as the season progresses. Uh, when they get both those guys back healthy, fired on all cylinders, I think we're going to start to see um, some turnaround from Inter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast and their tailor-made driver contest. The contest is completely free to enter, and you have a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver. The drawing will take place on Sunday, April 9th, so make sure you get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. The next one is is one near and dear to my heart. I'll probably be fixated on this game the entire uh, probably going to be sad after this game. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> LAFC hosting uh, Austin FC. LAFC minus one seventy five. Austin plus four twenty. Underdogs. The draw plus three fifty. Uh, over unders at three. Slightly leaning more towards the under. So this is the matchup uh, of the Western Conference um, finals last year. Top two teams in the Western Conference. Uh, last year when LAFC came to Austin, we beat them. And I, I want to say we also went to LA, uh, LA and beat uh, LAFC uh, during the regular season. LAFC are coming off a disappointing uh, road draw against Colorado. However, they do play tonight. So I think they were probably looking a, a bit ahead uh, to their CONCACAF matchup against Vancouver. I don't know why they're still number one in the power rankings. Uh, doesn't make any sense to me. You can't you can't draw against Colorado, not score a goal, and still be number one in the power rankings. If, I, if I'm being honest, Austin had a bye week. Uh, they needed it very badly. They looked to keep form. Uh, LAFC, like I said, they looked like they didn't care about the match against Colorado, but they dropped points. Um, you know, Colorado also drew against Austin one one the week prior. So Austin FC have only failed to score in one of their five matches this season. LAFC does have three clean sheets. Um, we know what Austin's all about. They're going to want to try to score three, four goals every game and, and really outscore you. LAFC is probably not the team that you want to do that against because they can also they can also do that. Uh, LAFC have scored in both halves in all of their home games thus far, uh, which is quite astounding. Um, LAFC are going to force Austin to be the aggressor. Uh, very well could score three goals. All of the props for LAFC, though, are insane. Um, you know, Austin right now, money line plus 420. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an Austin homer. It's, disrespectful. Um, it's so disrespectful. I'm not sold on LAFC being the top team in the West. I, I'm just not. I think Cincinnati and Seattle right now, and even Nashville have looked more impressive thus far. Um, I lean the over under here. Uh, I think over 2.75 at minus 140 is a great play. I think one of these teams gets two, but I see both teams do scoring. And right now, Minus 155 is a little steep, but but I'll take it. Uh, I'd rather not lean aside just because um, I, I am an Austin fan and 
everything in my body wants me to take Austin FC, draw no bet, double chance, sprinkle a little money line. But uh, I know how we how we've performed of late, and so I'll probably stay with the total in this one. Um, might be a wise decision for you. I I am leaning to be a LAFC fan. I have liked what they've done at home. They've won me some money so far this year. Um, the problem I think Austin's going to have, even if they're coming off a bye week, is I just think LAFC has been so dominant at home, uh, putting up a lot of goals. Um, doesn't matter who it's been against so far. Um, and that's part of the reason why I like them. I, I get that they're playing Vancouver tonight, and that's a really important game uh, in the CONCACAF champions, uh, championship. Uh, but uh, I don't think it's going to affect LAFC that much. I don't. Um, I think they're just that good. Uh, I, I do like the over in this game. Um, something that you said, Ty, about the goal in both halves, um, it's plus 125 if you want to take LAFC to score in both halves. Um, and I do like that. I actually have played that a couple times so far this year and have cashed with it. Uh, for some of my prop bets. Um, but yeah, I like LAFC here a lot. Um, I, I don't like the minus 175. So I'm looking at LAFC and like over one and a half, something like that, or over two and a half. Yeah. Um, maybe not over two and yeah, maybe one and a half, minus 130 and one and a half. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be my play here LAFC and over one and a half. Yeah, I think that makes sense. They're, you know, the money and I just like of- going against you against Austin. It could have been anyone. It could have been. It could have been DC. It could have been Chicago. I'm just no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Like I, I, I'm staying away from LAFC or excuse me, Austin. Uh, as much as I want to take them, I might sprinkle something on the double chance. You know, just in case we see a draw. Sure. Uh, but the what do you think LAFC- about like a first half draw? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Austin, Austin, for some reason, feels like they're a team that likes to play from behind. Um, okay. Especially against some of the upper echelon teams like LAFC, I'm I'm not confident in that bet either. Um, I'm really not. As much as I want uh, Austin FC to win, I I think we need to figure some stuff out defensively before I can really back them. Sure. Uh, on the road against uh you know a top five, we'll say top three uh, MLS team. Uh, next up, we got the Red Bulls hosting San Jose. The Red Bulls minus one thirty five favorites. Uh, San Jose plus three sixty underdogs. The draw plus two ninety over at unders at two and a half uh, as a pick them. Uh, the Red Bulls played against Atlanta. Atlanta was lucky not to see Giamukas, Giacumakis, uh, the goal scorer, be sent off for a harsh tackle. Uh, it really could have changed the complexity. The Red Bulls have one win on the season and find themselves searching for results. A couple of 1-1 draws against Charlotte, Minnesota slipped away. Uh, Christian Espinosa for San Jose got the brace in their victory at home against San Jose, uh, against Houston. San Jose has won three of their first six matches. Um, Red Bulls have won five of their last six meetings against Houston with previous four, all seeing both teams to score and over two and a half, uh, both away matches for San Jose thus far have resulted in losses so far this season, though, the Red Bulls have only seen over two and a half in one match. Uh, the Red Bulls have the second fewest goals, uh, per match average right in front of Nashville who don't score, but they also don't allow goals. Uh, so the Red Bulls do know how to defend, uh, that leaves me a bit cautious with the total here. Uh, the one true stat I could find to help my theory of this outcome, uh, San Jose has conceded in both road games. So if it's a race to one goal, uh, the Red Bulls are going to win that race. Um, with San Jose, though, anything is possible. So I think this game is low scoring with the Red Bulls coming out victoriously. At least I hope so. I'm taking the Red Bulls on the money line at minus 135 and willing to uh, to take an under 2.75 at minus uh, minus 140 right now. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I like that is we've seen San Jose perform, but really only against other bad teams. Like, like we saw get them perform against Houston this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the one thing I do like about San Jose is they do pound the ball a lot. Uh, we saw another high scoring shots on goal game from them shots on target, a little different, but they do get the ball in front of the net quite a bit. Uh, and that's one thing that uh, I do like from them. But like you said, New York Red Bull, uh, really low scoring, four goals on the season, one win. Um, it's just not looking good. Uh, I think they need to do something with their lineup. Um, their forward, Dante uh, Vansnier, uh, has been coming off the bench. A lot of people have been saying he needs to be in the starting 11. Uh, they saw a lot of improvement from him um, this past week um, for, on the team when he was on the field. Um, so that's what some of the headlines are saying after that game, um, just for the listeners. Um, but yeah, I'm on, on the same thing. I think another low scoring game here. I think this is kind of like a, a race to one. Um, and I, I'll take the Red Bull at home to do that. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. Um, San Jose, though, 
sometimes for some reason when they go on the road, they can sometimes put up two goals, which which scares me. And then in that scenario, you know, if you take the Red Bulls money line under two point seven five, maybe the Red Bulls don't get a goal and San Jose gets two, and then you you know you ultimately kind of push uh, the two place there. Uh, next up, we have the Revolution of New England hosting Montreal. Revolution plus uh, even money right now. Uh, plus 265 for Montreal, plus 270 to draw. Over-unders at two and a half, slightly leaning towards the over. Uh, Jacob, who do you like in the, the Revolution-Montreal uh, matchup? Uh, the Revolution-Montreal, I am on the Revolution. Um, the Revs have been Smart. playing – yeah, they've been playing great. Um, you know, Montreal, they were my team at the beginning of the year. Um, they have really fallen – really fallen off the ledge um, after last season. Uh, we've seen New England continue to produce uh, in each game. Um, you know, they're three games since a loss. Um, they have not conceded two or more in their last three games. Uh, Montreal, we've seen them give up a lot of goals. Um, they have won the fewest away games so far in the MLS this year. Um, and things are just not great from them. They, uh, they lost 5-0 last week to Vancouver when it was just an ugly, ugly game. They were just getting dominated um, from the start. Um, and I think if it weren't for, um, you know, I don't know if you saw the Red, the Rev game last week. They had a bad VAR call, uh, call um, yeah. but they still ended up, um, they, they so I think they would have won that game 2-1. But, um, yeah, I mean, even against NYCFC, uh, a 1-1 draw isn't, you know, something to beat you know, too mad about you still came away with points, but um, yeah, they've been pretty dominant this year, except for um, the one away game at LAFC. Uh, and like I said, LAFC, I think is a really tough home team. Um, so that just shows, you know, against your Austin guys, Austin and new England, new England's one of the best teams there is. And they got blown out at Los Angeles the last time they played there. So, um, yeah. but yeah, that's what I'm on in this game. I like, uh, I like new England here. Um, uh, even money is a good price. Um, I think they take care of Montreal. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, the revolution are, uh, uh, Austin standard. We got to see them uh, do it for a whole season, but, uh, no, I agree with you. Um, the revolution ruined my party. Uh, I took them draw no bet against New York City FC. Thought for sure that they were going to come away victoriously, either one nothing or potentially two one. That would have been nice, but, uh, my play ultimately pushed, uh, like you said, though, the revs played one poor match this season It was against LAFC. Um, on the road, they take much in that one. And poor Montreal, right? A Canadian matchup against Vancouver uh, Saturday evening, late night. Uh, it's got to suck for country pride, right? Um, they, you know, first half red card for Rudy Camacho. Uh, when you allow 29 shots to Vancouver, they're going to score a couple. Montreal took three shots total uh, and zero on target. So, um, to, you know, do with that with what you'd like. <laughs> um, you know, the road doesn't get easier for Montreal. They traveled to New England. Revs have won four of the last six. Both teams have score occurring in four of six. Total hitting five of six. Uh, who made this uh, MLS schedule for Montreal? <laughs> They've seen five of their first six matches on the road. So maybe, you know, for Montreal, maybe it does get a little bit easier uh, for them as they, uh, you know, will start playing some more home games. But, man, that's tough. Montreal have been shut out in four of their five matches thus far. Um, my favorite stat of these two is the Revolution have scored first at home in all three of their matches. And Montreal has allowed their first goal in all four of their away matches. So Montreal are playing very close to the worst team in MLS right now. Uh, with how the Revs are, are performing, I'm willing to take the Revolution at, at plus uh, basically even money right now. Um, you know, Montreal, they can't score. And until they do, I'm also willing to maybe take a both teams to score. No, uh, at right now it's at uh, plus one Oh two. So, uh, something to, to take into consideration there. Of course, when I say that the Montreal, uh, squad will somehow get a goal <laughs> in like the 95th minute of stoppage time against the revolution. Uh, but I see the revolution putting up a couple goals here. I like it. Yeah, another interesting matchup. Uh, I think we'll have a lot of eyes drawn to it. Is New York City FC hosting Atlanta United? Uh, New York City FC minus one ten favorites. Atlanta plus two eighty five underdogs to draw plus two seventy five. Over unders at two and a half, leaning more towards the over. Like I said earlier, uh, Atlanta are extremely lucky to have escaped without a red card. If you watch that match, Diamukas, uh he basically scissor scissor chops uh, Stroud on the Red Bulls. Uh, it was a bad tackle. Um, surprisingly, Atlanta didn't do much offensively outside of their single goal with eight shots, four on target. And, and, you know, 
in the previous uh, discussion, New York City had to ruin uh, my revs bet, uh, but they were definitely threatening. You know, uh, New York City is 2-0 is at home. This will be their hardest match thus far, though. They'll know Atlanta is coming looking for three points. We know what Almada and company are capable of for Atlanta. Um, they're a heavy underdog right now, plus 285 on the money line. It is crazy. Uh, a double chance looks mighty fine, knowing that um, I'm not confident that New York City FC can put up multiple goals against the Atlanta side. Um you know, they've scored in both of their away matches. They should do so again here. Uh, Atlanta hasn't beaten New York City FC in any of the previous six, but the total has gone over in four of their last six. So I'm taking Atlanta double chance right now at, uh, at minus 115. Basically, if Atlanta doesn't lose, you win your bet. Uh, this game feels more like a pick to me. So basically at Atlanta plus 300 almost on a money line, something's, something's feeling a little fishy uh, in this one. Sure. And, and to your comment about the the nastiness of the Atlanta game, there were 30 fouls and 10 That's yellow cards. 10 yellow cards in that <laughs> no, game. That's no crazy. red cards, too, which is right. Uh, and still only one goal. You would think you would have saw some more set pieces at all that. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm the one thing I did like that we saw at a, uh, NYC uh, last week was the amount of shots that they took on New England that kind of had me hopeful for their goal scoring capabilities. Um, but you know, we want, we saw Atlanta, you know, wanting to get back to winning ways. They did that in a one Oh, win against uh, New York Red Bull. Um, but yeah, there is something fishy with that line. It does kind of worry me. Um, I don't know why they're such big underdogs. Um, you know, they haven't played too bad on the road. They beat, I mean, I get it. They beat a bad Charlotte team. Um, but you know, they've been pretty dominant all year. And I, I don't think that the, the road necessitates this big of a line, um, so I don't know if I'm going to be on double chance with you, but I'm going to have some sort of Atlanta play. Keep an eye on the picks page, um, but, but nothing from me here yet. Yeah, I think both teams to score could potentially be in play. Um, New York City, this 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 match screams 1-1 to me for some reason. Sure. Uh, I think if Atlanta goes up, I, I don't necessarily think that they shut New York City FC out at home, but you know, it's not like New York City FC are uh, scoring goals at will. Well, yeah, they're, I mean, their expected goals for and goals against is basically one on yeah. both sides. It's, it's 1.1 and 1.15. Yeah, hence the uh, the 1-1 one, one draw. So maybe maybe yep. sprinkle a little bit on the one, uh, one draw. On the, hey, that's not uh, bad. Line there. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, you, could do by... correct score. you could do correct score of 1-1. One, one. Um, I would probably more so do the, the draw money line play uh, sure. just to – to save you some some cash, but the one one correct score is probably more like uh, 460, 500 um, plus money there. Uh, we move into the later half of Saturday evening with the Chicago Fire hosting uh, Minnesota United. Chicago Fire minus 120 favorites, uh, plus 310 for Minnesota, plus 280 under uh, for the draw. Over under split two and a half to three, leaning more towards the under. Another line that I'm a little confused on um, with the way Minnesota has been playing. Chicago is a weird team to bet on in MLS thus far this season. Uh, we talked about that 3-3 three, three, uh, Cincinnati match, uh, and then they, they score zero uh, against DC United. So um, they've drawn every single home match thus far. Chicago Fire has. The Fire have looked, you know, meagered at best to start this season. They do have road wins, though, against Miami. And like I said, they drew against Cincinnati. Minnesota finally beat the last undefeated team in MLS on the road, nonetheless. Uh, what's crazy, Minnesota had one shot on target, and that's all it took. Uh, Minnesota have yet to lose this season, and without their best player, um, Reynoso, they continue to impress. Chicago doesn't want to win at home. Uh, slowly but surely, I'm starting to believe in Minnesota. You know, maybe they don't win this match, but they've looked strong all season. They've scored in every away game thus far. Uh, Minnesota United matches are averaging 1.8 goals per match and 1.67 on the road. Chicago's at 2.67 at home. Uh, Minnesota's only allowed three goals in five matches, which is the third best in MLS. Uh, St. Clair, the Minnesota goalkeeper, is making the case for another all-star appearance. Uh, both teams fall in the bottom six of expected goal statistics. And I think we see a low-scoring battle. Uh, I know it seems like this, this uh, episode... Double chance has, has been kind of what I've been backing, and uh, I'm willing to do it again at even money for Minnesota United. Uh, I think this is a low-scoring match, and I think if there's a team that ultimately wants to win it, it's probably going to be Minnesota uh, riding the, the form uh, that they've been in thus far. 
Sure. Uh, you, you know, honestly, with these prices, you're getting a really good look on these double chances, which you usually wouldn't get in a lot of yeah. these European leagues, which I think is why you've probably been so profitable so far this year. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and to be honest, what I real quick, Jacob, what I do yeah. sometimes too is uh, if there's a team that I back double chance, uh, I'll typically I'll typically ladder the play. Right. So I'll do I'll do typically a full unit on double chance. Uh, if that's the play that I'm going with. So for instance, Minnesota United, maybe some other plays, I'll take a full unit on Minnesota United double chance. And if I'm feeling really confident, I'll do a, a half unit play on the draw no bet and then a quarter unit on the money line play. And if that team that you picked double chance wins, you cash extremely big. Sure. Uh, and that, that ladder helps you not lose uh, an extremely large amount of money, but in terms of profit size, you really just need one of those double chance ladders to hit and, and it makes up for any potential other losses. And then if you have two double chance teams hit, it it, it almost makes you profitable regardless of your other plays. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm, I might have to try that this week. Uh, but yeah, back to the, uh, the Chicago versus Minnesota game. Minnesota have won the most away games so far in MLS this season, something to keep an eye on. And I just don't think Chicago's play makes them be a favorite against anybody, let yeah. alone a Minnesota team that finally took down St. Louis. I think they're going to be riding high off that. And I don't see this being, um, you know, a major letdown spot. One thing that we should be seeing from Minnesota is in their expected goals. Um, they are, we should see some positive regression from them because right now they're only at 0.86. They should be at uh, 1.2 or 1.25 around there. Um, so we should see, you know, another half a goal a game from them. Um, which might turn around here against the Chicago team that we've seen uh, give up goals to some some teams that they shouldn't have given up goals to. Uh, you know, with we see Inter Miami's level play, and uh, they did beat them three two. But you know, you gave up two goals to Inter, three goals to Cincy, a goal to New York. Um, the yeah, so um, a goal to Philly. Um, so I definitely see some uh, some goals from Minnesota here, and uh, I like Minnesota on the road. Yeah, uh, I'm, totally I'm not even double chance. I, I'm. I think I'm just, just going to ride the money line. Full money line. Hey, yeah. there you go. I I like it. Like I said, I'm I'm going to uh, ladder my place uh, with a half a unit on them draw no bet, and then a, a quarter unit on uh, the the money line. Um, it, I'm telling you, people, it's profitable. Some some weeks you will get crushed, but for the weeks that uh, you have two double chance uh, ladders hit, it makes up for every play that you missed out on other other games. <laughs> Um, it's a strategy that's worked for me in the past. Uh, uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't have shared that because hopefully it doesn't come crashing down, but, uh, it, it hasn't thus far. Uh, next up, Jacob, we have Houston dynamo, uh, plus 145 favorites against LA galaxy plus 180. Uh, the draw plus 245 over under is at two and a half to three leaning more towards the under. Who do you like in the dynamo galaxy matchup? Um, I do not like anybody in this matchup, but I do like the total. Um, I, I like under go. three in this game. I like under three. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Um, you know, honestly, you know, I think this could be a one-one draw. Yeah. Um, if anything, uh, you know, two teams that look to be afraid to score. Um, and the, yeah, not much of a read on. It. I'm keeping this one simple. Um, I like the under two teams that have trended under all year. Um, they've only scored uh, over more uh, more than th they've scored more than three goals only once this year combined um, in all the games combined for these two teams. Um, so yeah, that is all for me on this game. Uh, yeah. Both teams not performing as, as expected and have not been scoring a lot. Yeah. Houston's got to be ecstatic to get back home, right? The, the two victories thus far have come at home uh, after losing sure. to San Jose. Yeah. They'll be glad to be back in their home state. Uh, Galaxy are five games in this season without a win. Yep. Um, things have been looking pretty bleak for Greg Vanny's side. They now now travel to face a, a pesky Houston bunch. Uh, the Galaxy were beaten two one at home against Seattle. Um, you know Houston has yet to allow a goal at home. Uh, they've also they also haven't seen over two and a half hit in three matches on the road. The Galaxy have one goal. The Galaxy though have shown that they can possess and manage a game like they did in that Portland match two weeks ago, but they got zero goals. So. Neither team wows me in terms of uh, matchup advantage. If I had to lean, I'd probably go Houston draw no bad at minus 125 uh, just for uh, for home form. Uh, and then I, I I really do like the under under three. It's it's at minus 160, so not the greatest uh, of odds. But at the same token, 
you know, uh, even if one team wins 2-1, it's ultimately a push. And I could very well see this being a 1-1, uh, 1-1 result. I, uh, uh, yeah, but that's the only reason why I'm taking the three is because I am uh, terribly afraid of someone sneaking by for that second goal, second one of goal. them. So yeah. I, I need the push protection here. I totally agree. And it's, it's really not worth taking under 2.75. Um, if, if you're feeling good about the under, might as well take a uh, under two and a half in, in that. I, one. Yeah, the, I mean, the two point seven five is at minus one twenty already, so it's, I mean it's already yeah. juiced to the over. So yep. it is what it is. Whatever we we like juice here, it's okay. <laughs> All right, Jacob, and we are back. We got a couple games left to go. Next up is Nashville at home hosting Toronto. Uh, Nashville minus one fifty favorites. Toronto plus three eighty underdogs. The draw plus three ten. Over unders split two and a half to three, leaning slightly more towards the under at minus one twenty. I don't know, man. Bob Bradley, Bob Bradley listens to our show because every week I talk about Toronto and every week, either they screw me over um, by <laughs> underperforming in a game that they shouldn't, or uh, they hit when I don't back them. And uh, in a match where Michael Bradley, Bob Bradley's son scores, they still don't beat Charlotte at home. Uh, I don't know what's going on with them. Um, Bob Bradley, uh, please come on to our show and talk about what is going on with your team. Um, probably can't come on to our show because uh, it's probably against MLS rules and regulations <laughs> to come on to a, a betting show. But nevertheless, uh, Nashville likes to lock you down defensively. Toronto gives up as many goals as they score. Nashville went into Orlando, handled their business 2-0 with less shots, far less possession. Toronto blew a 2-0 lead to none other than Charlotte. Uh, thank you so much, Toronto. You had me thinking I'd finally figured you out. Uh, tally a win, and then you blow a lead. So, to Charlotte, for crying out loud. Why does Bob Badley do this to me every week? He toys with my emotions. Um, his son, Michael, scored. Four, previous four <laughs> meetings between these two, I've seen both teams to score in over two and a half in three of the last four. In three matches at home, Nashville has given up one goal and two goals on the season overall. Uh, the best in MLS um, Nashville has also not seen a match where both teams do score. Toronto have not won on the road. They only have one loss. Toronto has drawn four of their six matches. Nashville will want to keep this low scoring. I don't think Toronto are able to break them down. Um, you know, they, Nashville just doesn't allow that to happen. I like Nashville money line and under four and a half, uh, right now at even money. Um, I'm also willing to maybe take a, a draw play at plus three ten. Um, but I, I don't think this is a high scoring game that, that Toronto will want it to be, especially at Nashville, uh, home. And if you do think it's going to be high scoring, then I would probably stay away from the Nashville money line and under four and a half and just take Nashville money line at minus 150. Sure. Um, I like that. Um, you know, honestly, I don't know how I feel about the under four and a half, uh, just because of the fact that Toronto does kind of play free and open sometimes. So if Nashville gets on a roll, I could see that kind of getting maybe out of hand. Yeah. Uh, but Nashville's that yeah, really has been able to stifle other teams offensively. Uh, you know, we saw, um, like you said, the, the the discrepancy between play between them and Orlando last week was massive. Seven shots total, you know, and still being able to beat them like that. You know, it's not the number of shots, it's the quality sometimes. Um, you know, we always see Toronto, 100%. you know, you know, Toronto over Charlotte have, you know, 40 shots on goal total or something like that. Um, but yeah, we saw Hani Mukhtar get on board for the first time this season. Um, so because of that, finally, yeah, because of that, I actually like him to score again here in this game as an anytime yeah. goal scorer. Uh, I think maybe he starts to get on a little roll and, you know, when we see him get on a run, I want to be part of that. So I'm going to jump on that train early and I'm going to take an anytime goal scorer on Hani Mukhtar here. Um, I don't have the price of that out yet. Uh, it's probably, it's probably plus money. I don't see why it wouldn't be unless he gets on a roll. Once he gets on a roll, it's probably going to go to, to minus 110, minus one. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, I'll get you the price on that. Uh, it's actually minus 115, so the books are already on it. Um, so I don't know if I like that, but yeah, I mean, hey, it's if it, once he scores, he scores uh, quite often in consecutive matches. So And especially against a Toronto team that um, likes to give up goals. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, something's going on with Toronto. They gave up two second-half goals weren't able to get on board again last last game um that's how that game played out they scored too early gave up too late and couldn't do anything about it so uh let's drive with nashville here yeah um bob bradley probably listened to our podcast at halftime um yep. before he they took the field 
And well, he actually Wilson made the call. Strong. He made the call to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> We're fixing listen, matches. As the former, as as the former son of a coach, uh, as you know, I played on my dad's teams growing up. Uh, it is sometimes not fun to be on your dad's team. Yeah, scoring a goal they, or not, he can still right. shame the shit out of you for losing. <laughs> so I, I don't necessarily blame Michael Bradley. He scored uh, in this matchup, so I'll give him credit where credit is due. Uh, it's just the the Toronto team as a whole sure. confuses the hell out of me, and uh, I love it, but I also hate it. So uh, no, I I am a Toronto Bob Bradley fan uh, as much as I, it it sounds like I'm not. So. Um, <laughs> Next up, though, we got who do we got up next? We got Sporting Kansas City, the Colorado Rapids. Sporting Kansas City minus 115. Uh, the Rapids plus 300. Draw plus 280. Over under split two and a half to three as they pick them. Who do you like in this uh, Sporting Kansas City Rapids matchup? These are two bad teams. Let me just say no team has scored fewer goals this season than Kansas City, and Colorado is a uh, close, uh, I think, second or third behind that. Um, six games, three points, not much to talk about on the Kansas city side of things. I mean, a lot of zero, zero draws. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, uh, 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 the, there was a, just a recently a really long zero, zero streak in Bundesliga. Uh, I think it was Bochum had, um, but, uh, I think Kansas city might be on another track here. Uh, we've seen two zero, zero draws from Colorado three from Kansas city. That is going to be my play here is going to be an exact score. Zero, zero draw. Also nice. first like half score, zero, zero draw. Okay. Well, why not? Let's, let's get it going two, Yeah. Like you said, two teams coming off uh, zero, zero results. Um, sporting Kansas city went on the road, drew against the union. Uh, that's a great result for sporting Kansas city. I'm not going to lie. Uh, True. Their goalkeeper, yeah. Malia, uh, Johnny Russell, Alan Polito, all were able to return from injuries for sporting Kansas city. They're still searching for those meaningful goals. Colorado had some chances against LAFC, but couldn't convert. Uh, both teams are winless heading into week seven with identical records sitting at the bottom of the Western Conference. Uh, they each only have two goals on the season, so confidence extremely low for both sides. I truly I truly think we may see another 0-0 draw. Um, <laughs> Colorado's looked abysmal on the road. I'm taking under three. I'm not doing the 0-0 draw. Uh, I'm taking under three at minus 145. I really... Am, am confident in neither of these teams scoring. Uh, you know, I don't think both teams do score. And I think if one team does score, it's probably uh, just, you know, one goal, maybe two. But even if you, you know, similar to that other under three matchup, uh, we have a little bit of push protection. And at minus 145, I think that price is, is pretty solid for these two teams uh, heading into the week. Sure. You know, I, I, I just got to say, I will have some more actual plays on some of these games. You guys stick around to the end of the episode. Check out the picks page. Um, there will be some more here. Uh, Ty's the, the more serious guy. He's going to he's gonna give you the good plays while we're going, and I'm going to give you some stuff to take a shot on. Uh, Jacob, on- Jacob's basically going to listen to all of my plays and figure out how to, how to configure them to make them his own. Uh, right, exactly. Uh, but honestly, for, for for Colorado, um, without Jack Price, I really think that that's why their scoring is going to be suffering, yeah. uh, and I don't see that turning around anytime soon. Um, but I, I am serious on the zero zero draw. That really could. I like it. I, 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 didn't even I think, think about it. I think it's a good shot here. Yeah, um, maybe like a quarter unit on something like that. Um, yeah, but yeah. The thing that sucks about that, which I mean, I get, you know, you kind of have to take some risk there. Is like if you have like a a goal in the first like ten minutes, and you're just like, well. That's what it. are we doing here? Maybe, but then, maybe. but then, honestly, honestly, if you have a goal in the first ten minutes, maybe throw a little bit of money on the one-one correct score. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, know. that's a good look. Or I mean, or in play live under uh, with the early goal in yeah. a game like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, next up, we got Salt Lake hosting Charlotte. Salt Lake plus uh, actually even money right now. Charlotte plus two sixty-five. The draw plus two sixty-five. Over/unders leaning more towards the. Under at 2.75. Uh, one matchup that I can promise you I will not be watching. Uh, Real Salt Lake looked like a USL squad uh, out there against Columbus. Allowed four goals to the crew in a match that was not at least a bit competitive. They've now lost four straight. Pablo Mastrioni has got to be on the hot seat. Um, you know, none other than Charlotte ruined my top play by storming back to beach Toronto. Charlotte's been pesky this season. I hate saying that. Uh, we need to take note. They've scored in their past three matches. They haven't lost in their past three as well. 
I hate to say it because I never thought I would, but Charlotte are the informed team. Uh, <laughs> I hate saying that. I don't like saying that Charlotte's informed. Uh, every Salt Lake home game in Charlotte away has seen over two and a half. Once again, we've seen Charlotte go on the road, uh, get a couple couple of results. I don't think Salt Lake um, gets shut out at home. They've conceded at least two goals in every match this season. Charlotte has yet to keep a clean sheet. Both teams are in the top six in average uh, goals per game, MLS. Salt Lake has conceded the most goals in MLS at 13 in five matches. I lean the away side. Um, another double chance play, but that's not my official play. Uh, my official play is over two and a half. Uh, right now at minus 130, I think we see uh, a classic 2-1 result, probably leaning more towards Charlotte in this one. Sure. Um, you know, I believe Real Salt Lake started a 17-year-old goalie last week versus Columbus. I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think Charlotte might be able to take advantage of that again uh, this week, so I definitely like the over 2.5. Uh, you know, we saw Charlotte really pound the ball on Toronto, take a lot of shots, a lot of shots on target, seven corners. Uh, I think we see something like that from them again here because we saw, you know, Real Salt Lake kind of give up numbers like that in every single game so far this year. Uh, you know, I do like, to, honestly, Ty, you just keep giving out such good plays first. I mean, the smart play is, would be that double chance that Ty just gave out. For sure. Uh, yeah. But both teams to score here, I think Real Salt Lake at home will be able to get on board. Um, and that's really the only time. Um, Actually, no, that's not true. They've been able to get on board on the road, too. But I, I do think that they're able to get on board here against Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte likes to give up some goals. Um, so I like both teams to score here, yes. Yeah, I, I actually do like both teams to score. I would say with the Charlotte double chance, if you do take that, I'm not going to um, ladder this match with a double chance if I do take it. Just because, one, I think Salt Lake is in must-win mode. And Charlotte, although they're in form, I don't trust them whatsoever. So uh, this is probably a, if, if I do take a double chance, uh, I'm not going to ladder the play. Um, next up, we have two games left. We head into late night Saturday. Uh, the Seattle Sounders hosting St. Louis City SC. Minus St. Louis plus 370, draw plus 310, over-unders at 2.75, leaning more towards the over. I called the Seattle victory in LA, and I'm so happy about it. We had a bit of a scare, though. Uh, Galaxy got a second-half goal. Thought maybe they were going to come storming back. Uh, Jordan Morris, what a dude now scored five goals, two matches. He has a three goal cushion, uh, atop, uh, the golden boot weight race. What's crazy. LA, LA, uh, held 62% possession outshot Seattle three to one. But like you said, it's not about how many shots you take. It's about the quality of shot. Uh, the new kids on the block, St. Louis suffered their first defeat at home to Minnesota. Uh, we knew some type of regression was coming for the squad. Minnesota are a real solid bunch was not a bad loss um up until that game against minnesota st louis had seen over two and a half in their first five seattle has seen over in previous two matches sounders have yet to allow a goal at home and i think this is a real bad spot for st louis coming off a loss now having to travel to seattle uh st louis does have nine goals and three away matches and although i do i do like seattle on the money line i, I really do um, I do think St. Louis does get a goal and make this a little bit competitive. So both teams have shown that their uh, defense um, prowess being in the bottom six of goals allowed, but I'm, I'm banking on some offensive fireworks to occur here. So I like Sounders uh, money line at minus 150. It's a little too steep though, to probably, um, you know, parlay it with much. Um, maybe if you want to parlay it with some type of combo prop, uh, with an over one and a half in Seattle. Uh, I don't mind that. I also like the over two and a half at minus uh, 145. Sure. You know, we're seeing St. Louis get into like the first tough little stretch of their schedule. They played Minnesota last week, a great Seattle team this week, and then Cincinnati next week. So, I mean, there's the, a tough little stretch here for them. Uh, and because of that, I do like Seattle here. Uh, I like them to have their team total over. Um, I think we're going to see some – um, regression from St. Louis, their um, expected goals for um, is uh, due for some uh, regression. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's what I like here. I like Seattle team total over um, and um, yeah, I like them to take the win. Yeah, I, I do like the Seattle team total. Who knows? Maybe uh, I don't know what it is, but, you know, maybe hop on that Jordan Morris bandwagon uh, anytime goal scorer. I would assume his his props are probably uh, his, Probably not the best. Let's see real quick. Jordan Morris, where are we? Of course, when I'm looking for him, I can't. Oh, find uh, him. while you're looking for that, I have one good stat for oh, you. 
plus one twenty plus one twenty five for Jordan Morris to score. That's great. That's a great. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. So uh, Leo Chu gave Morris the assist uh, for that for that score. That is yeah. now the fifth goal assist combo in two games for the two. So okay. maybe an assist or goal score for Leo Chu and Jordan Morris. Yeah. So uh, are you saying uh, like a Leo Chu to assist Jordan Morris or just a Leo Chu? Well, if you can get the exact, if you, I mean, if you can find yeah. like the exact on that, you can do it. But I'm just saying overall, Leo Chu assist or goal and Jordan Morris assist or goal um, would be good for good play. I like that. I like that a lot, especially, I mean, Jordan Morris has been putting up goals left and yep. right. Um the final game on our weekend slate, uh, week seven, Vancouver Whitecaps hosting Portland Timbers. Vancouver minus 105 favorites, Portland plus 270 underdogs, draw plus 275, over-unders 2.7, leaning towards the over. What do you like in this one, Jacob? You know, I will have to say 29 shots on goal last week for Vancouver lot. against Montreal. Hell yeah, that's a lot. Uh, only nine on target, though, which is kind of crazy. Um they had 65% possession, but that was like a real early red card against Montreal. So you can't read too much into it. And Portland is just such a trash team. Uh, you know, they haven't done much this year. They drew the last two games, a 1-1 and 0-0 draw versus Dallas and Galaxy. Uh, but before that, they were giving up a lot of goals uh, to Atlanta, St. Louis, and LAFC. Three teams that have shown that they are able to produce, but still... Uh, I don't like the fact that it's that many goals uh, and Vancouver has seen um, except for this last game, both teams to score in four out of the last five. Um, so that's going to be my one play here is going to be a both teams to score. Yes. Um, but I'm also on the under three here. Okay. Um, uh, Portland doesn't put up a lot. Uh, one, maybe none goals. And we might see like a one Oh one, one game from uh, Vancouver, Portland, or maybe a, you know, Scratch my both teams to score play. Let's stick with the under three because um, I think this could be like a 1-0 finish for Vancouver, maybe 1-1. Um, so let's scratch the both teams to score and just stick Take with the under. under. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's a, an interesting look. And, um, you know, I think both these teams do need points. Uh, Portland seems like every match along with Dallas, they're they're in a 1-1 uh, a battle. Um, you know, Vancouver just walloped Montreal 5-0. Um, you know, we, we did talk about that red card and obviously the way Montreal has been playing, it's, it's hard to take much of note there, but they have looked, they have looked good. And this kid, Simon Betcher, uh, really coming into his own. He's not two more goals for Vancouver. Um, it was their first win of the season. And although I liked how they look, let's put it into perspective. Like I said, against a bad Montreal squad. Uh, they now have a, a midweek CONCACAF quarterfinal match against LAFC. That is tonight. Um, so they, they're going to go up against Portland uh, with some tired legs. And I have, I have a feeling Vancouver are going to really go for it against LAFC tonight. I, I, I don't think they end up um, getting a, a, a win, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you see maybe a one, one draw against LAFC. So uh, tired legs, they'll be playing against Portland. Portland's clawed out some results on the road. Uh, they haven't won a match since opening night. They've scored in every away match thus far, though. So I think that both teams to score isn't isn't a bad play. Right now, it's about at minus 172. So um, I, I think that's a good, a smart move on your part by taking the under as opposed to uh, both teams to score at minus 172. I don't like that number. No, that's a lot. It's a, yeah, It's a bit high. Um, maybe you combo that. Uh, maybe a both teams to score no and under two and a half. I don't know. Um, I also probably don't like that. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I just, the under. yeah, yeah. So I'm actually, this is probably a stay away game for me. Sure. Um, I want to take Portland double chance, but I'm, I'm not confident in it. The reason I want to take Portland double chance is just because they're going up against Vancouver, um, uh, who will have tired legs against, uh, because they're playing a week and Portland we've seen time and time again, get results on the road. Not talking about wins, but I'm talking about uh, uh, draws. So uh, Portland double chance. I also have it in here at over two and a half at minus 150. Uh, that's probably the play I would lean on just because Vancouver may may put up two, maybe even three goals and cover the line themselves. But I, I really don't like this matchup. Um, 
And so uh, hopefully by the time it gets to Vancouver, Portland, uh, I, wanna, I will have won enough money to where uh, <laughs> I don't have to watch this dreadful match. Uh, but that does it, man, for week seven. Week seven yeah. in the books, uh, MLS Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Ty Roder. I have Jacob Reb, my co-host, as always. You can find us on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Please give us a review. Give us a five-star rating. You know, 4.8 is fine, too. I know you can't uh, ultimately do that on uh, on uh, either Apple or uh, Spotify. I like to joke there. But Jacob's got uh, us going on, on YouTube. We also got a TikTok. Uh, if you want to hear me rant about other things uh, outside of uh, MLS. No, they're all MLS things that I, I'll rant about. Uh, Jacob, I'll hand it off to you, man, before we say goodbye. Uh, you got anything good for us coming up? Uh, yeah, in two weeks, we will have Chris Bassett from the Real Housewives of Potomac on the show. Uh, he is the husband to uh, Candace, who is one of uh, my wife and I's favorite, but he's a big-time sports better, and that's what he'll be coming on to talk about. Might have some fun Real Housewives questionnaires for him, too. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Pick Management, on TikTok, at Pick Management. Um, we're going to have some more fun stuff on the YouTube and TikTok coming up, so make sure to check out there. Uh, hit subscribe, like, follow, all that good stuff. Uh, and, yeah, another week in the book. Uh, make sure to check us out for our official pick page. comes out Saturday afternoon. Uh, or make sure to listen to this whole show to get it here. Awesome, Jacob. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah, have a great one. Adios. Get your soul, just tell them that the break is over